all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. You're going to see Democrats and you're going to see a lot of folks in the media clutching their pearls and saying there's a new smoking gun. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Please hang your... A dimly lit room deep in the bowels. The Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on a Friday, heading into the weekend, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I've been resisting this for a very long time, but our general manager has to be the stock market. Are you kidding? Yeah, I know. It just goes up and up and up. and I, You know, I have a financial advisor. Unlike Marshall Hi. Phillips, that doesn't mean a bar room uh, uh, bookie. <laughs> uh, and, and I've been saying to him for a couple of years, it can't possibly keep going up like this. So, I know. I've kept money, on the, up. I've kept money on the sidelines for a long time thinking it was about to crash, which is stupid on the face of it, but... Um, Cost averaging, Jack. That's the key. It gets stupider every time there's a new record set. I don't know. Anyway, what are you going to do? It can't last forever. Don't bet against this country, Jack. Huh? Huh? Here's my favorite story I've come across recently. There's there's a, um, a deaf guy suing one of your major porn websites. Ah. And because they don't have closed captioning. I can tell you what they're saying. And they make gazillions of dollars, so they're 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 they got deep deep pockets. Usually, don't have pockets because nobody's wearing any clothes. That's a good point. Um, I'll just sit back and let you do the story and make your own jokes. He's suing. <laughs> he's suing website Pornhub for claiming that they denied the deaf and hearing impaired access to their videos without having closed captioning, mm. and that. He can't enjoy their product without putting, knowing what people are saying. Putting aside... Pizza's here is is lo- the only line in this particular movie. And then it's mostly just noises, sir. <laughs> putting aside the genitalia um, involved in this story and the unnatural acts, I will point out that this actually is a really troubling and idiotic example of the modern world. Much, much, much more troubling is the fact that major universities had been making a move toward putting their their lectures online and research papers and all sorts of things to open up knowledge to anybody with an internet connection and various i almost said activists they're not they're extortionists they're they're greedheads lawyers sued the university because you know that the, the lecture they put up isn't closed captioned for the deaf or in braille for the blind, mm-hmm. and and the universities say, well, we're working toward that. That's a lovely idea, but that will be enormously expensive. And the judges look at the idiot laws written by the idiot legislators and say, I- I'm sorry, you got to stop making you know knowledge free for folks so because better, it's not in braille yet. That, that, that's that's been the problem with the whole ADA all along. Is when uh, better to tear down this building everybody loves than have one person in a wheelchair have difficulty accessing it. No, it's not. It's not better. Well, clearly, from a rational point of view, that's an indefensible p- position. It's not better. And what makes it especially galling is that the hand, if you were to poll handicapped people, most sane ones would say, no, 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 no. Keep the building open. Listen, and, and, and we've seen this happen. The owner. 
proprietor is more than happy to help people any way he can to do business with them, even if it's not technically accessible, some uh, historic building or whatever. It's just there is nobody pushing it except the extortionist lawyers. And in this case, it's better that everybody miss out on this free knowledge than have one blind person who can't access it. Well, that's not that's not the way you can run society. Right. You just can't. Well, and as Thomas Jefferson said, you'll get my pornography when you pry it out of my cold, dead hand. Which m- makes you wonder how this is going to turn out. you got a website with really deep pop- pockets. This deaf man is moaning, says the New York Post. Very funny. That he uh, he's moaning that he can't fully enjoy the videos on Pornhub because they don't provide closed captioning. He's so an extortionist. Filed a class. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Filed a class action lawsuit. Um, class action. There's under, nothing classier than Pornhub. Under the Americans with Disabilities Act, because the deaf and hearing impaired can't understand the audio portion of the skin flicks. <laughs> oh. He had to list several movies that he tried to watch. Hot Step Ant Babysits Disobedient Nephew. Oh, he tried to watch boy. that. Couldn't you understand see, he, what was he going had on. no idea what the nephew had done to deserve the, well, the punishment Hot that the ant was delivering. Step Ant. Hot Step, step Ant. Ant. Babysits Disobedient Nephew. Right. And he, he couldn't hear right. the audio. I realize I'm only your aunt by second marriage, but I won't put up with this anymore. He also tried to watch Sexy Cop Gets Witness to Talk. He had no idea what was going on. Right. Right. And then some other titles I will not repeat. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, he's an extortionist. We uh, we used to talk about this a lot. It was really popular in California. One particular guy going around shutting down all kinds of stores, restaurants, coffee shops, that sort of stuff, extorting them out of money. Oh, yeah. Often they would cl- have to close because they couldn't afford the extortion, and he didn't give a crap. He wasn't oh, even, no. he'd, do, no. he'd do it from his home office. Well, and he would employ college students to do it on Google Maps. Man, it's and just, just awful. blanket the world with, with lawsuits that these poor, often immigrant shopkeepers who are barely surviving, barely feeding themselves, he would just blanket them with lawsuits. They would be terrified. They would settle with them. It was just a, he's actually in jail now, isn't he? Or he's charged with tax evasion or something. But there are a legion of other leeches. And I'm calling you people leeches. Sue me, bitches. Sorry, I hate this One of my so favorite... Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. One go of ahead. my favorite... I, I, I'm spouting obscenities. <laughs> I'm rambling. I'm, I'm red-faced. I, I, take over. Take yeah, as over. disgusting as the step-aunt. <laughs> One of my favorite... Uh, she was merely trying to impose a little discipline in a house that, I'm guessing, had, had gotten out of control. Just and right. she had a unique <laughs> method of applying that discipline. In my own little orbit, one of my favorite burger joints, an ice cream place the kids liked, and a coffee shop all shut down by so-called disabled people, but it was just wheelchair Nazis. Extortionists. Extortionists. Yeah. yeah, it's something. So we'll see what happens with the porn industry. How's your utopia coming along? My guess would be that they can close caption it fairly cheaply, and they probably will. <sighs> I, I'd imagine. To nobody's benefit. It's not really going to benefit anybody. Well, yeah, they could probably have people do it on a volunteer basis. And they'll probably settle because they got gazillions of dollars. They'll cut them a check for here's $50,000. Stop bothering us. You know, I've studied the Constitution my entire life, Jack, and I have no idea whether that sexy cop getting that information out of the witness in the, the method she chose is constitutional. I don't know. So that's your issue, really. If you were okay, let's let's break Legal this down. Curiosity. Yeah, should sex, should sexy cops intimidate witnesses with their boobies? I I uh, I'm actually curious about this. So, what sort of witness am I? Maybe I saw the bank robbery go down, but it's a tough part of town, and I knew it was gangbangers who did it, and I'm the typical. 
I'm not saying a damn word. Like all the Chicago shootings, part of the reason it continues is nobody testifies because everybody's afraid of the. So, so there I am thinking I know who did it, but I'm not saying anything. And a sexy cop offers a, a variety of enjoyable uh, and perhaps acrobatic uh, acts of of, of, of physical uh, proximity. And and I say, all right, all right, if you do this, I will. I'll tell you who did it. That's certainly unethical, but it's not unconstitutional. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. It's a Friday. Hey, now. Um, there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Uh, good. It's an anniversary morning, basically. Uh, January 17th, 2000, I started on the Armstrong Getty Show. And oh, really? this morning is my exact 20th year. Great. 20 Scott. years yep. you've been over there pressing buttons, flipping toggles, yep. pulling levers. I'm hoping for another 20 more. Wow. We, <laughs> well, oh, my God. That, that would we, that we couldn't possibly be that fortunate, Michael, to have you stick around like that. Do, do we have anything around? I don't think radio will exist in 20 years. Will we it? really ought to give him a gift. Oh, no, no. But I just say how much I've enjoyed it. Joe's looking for a gift. What's that, a, that, a What's that hunk of plastic over there somebody gave us for something? There, we do have several. Michael usually only wants his dignity for a day. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Thank you, and Sean. I want a pony. <laughs> we got quite a few plaques we've gotten for various things. Should we just yes. scrawl something different on a one? Yeah, just yeah, put my name on one I of think, those. Well, yeah, that's good. I happen to know in particular that one is not worth keeping. Yeah, most in- that one. I won't mention who. But <laughs> we're yeah. most inspirational partners on this one for, good, uh, for, good. for an industry. Michael, there. very inspirational partner in the show. I think we just cover our names. So, so we will scrawl on here and we'll present this to you. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. For Twenty years. Hey, but the other anniversary is the 100-year uh, anniversary of Prohibition. Boo! Where people used to make their own alcohol. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody Joe, make their Joe own? Joe is booing an amendment to the Constitution. <laughs> you suck! Boo! Which reminds me how people make their own beer now. And yes. uh, it's funny when you have like a neighbor who makes their own beer and they're really proud of it. And then they give it to you the taste, and they're waiting to see your reaction. You have to smile and say how good it is, and then you spit it out. No, you don't. Yeah, I've had good, but I've also had a lot of just, I mean, soupy, yeah, bitter. There's oatmeal in that one. Oh, yeah, that explains why it's chewy. We'll have to talk more about that later, Prohibition. That's a good one. I was home brewing for a while, and I made some of the best beer I've ever had in my life, but I gained 10 pounds. Oh, really? Oh, having cases of full-bodied, delicious beer just stacked up in my house. You see, you got a stack of beer, you got to drink it, right? So I did. I would agree. I did. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? A special shout-out and a thank you to the listener who did send in some of these ear candles. I had mentioned this on the mm-hmm. air uh, a little while ago. Uh, this has both, uh, it's cured my curiosity of the practice. <laughs> as I have read the instructions, uh, ear candle usage, a.k.a. Indian smudge cones, no thank you. Uh, yeah, you're, you're like first of all, these are way bigger than I anticipated. That's a big candle. Uh, you stick it in your ear. Yeah, so you put the little pointy part in the ear, and then you're supposed to use as a barrier between you and the flame on the other end of this a paper plate. And I don't know if oh, the people okay. who made this yeah, are that's aware. Quiet. That's good. A paper plate is that's also right. flammable. <laughs> That seems to be more of an accelerant than a barrier. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm, I, I continue to be more and more skeptical skeptical about the practice, but thank you, uh, kind mm-hmm. listener, for, for protecting me from my own curiosity. I think you do it in the third hour of the show. We Facebook it live. It'll be a good talk. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Friday, January 17th, the year 2020, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. By 1830, the average American over 15 years of age 
drank the equivalent of 88 bottles of whiskey every year. What? Three times as much as their 21st century descendants drink. Americans spent more money on alcohol each year than the total expenditures of the federal government. All right. Inebriates <laughs> filled the nation's poor houses and workhouses and prisons. Inebriates. More and more, people began to worry that the country was becoming a nation of drunkards. There you go. That's from Ken Burns. Yeah. Ken Burns' documentary about prohibition. We'll talk more about that later. That's an interesting chapter in American history. About you mind your own business. And <laughs> uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Very nice for a Friday, and we have clips of the week in just moments. Impeachment has the day off. Doesn't happen again until Tuesday. Yeah, and we've got clips of the week. So all that stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. As I mentioned, impeachment is off today. It gets back to going on a Tuesday, so nothing nothing to talk about here. Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> Will there be witnesses, Jack? That's a pretty good question. Will there? People think there's a chance. And then yeah. if they do, does that include both sides? Uh, so then do you get a little Hunter Biden action and a whistleblower <laughs> action and that stuff? That would be jazzy. It's going to get crazy. That yeah, would be entertaining. <laughs> Where's Hunter? <laughs> Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Well, well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. A little quick on the trigger there, Michael. Uh, we'll get to Mailbag in a moment or two. First, though, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Joined by the President of the United States and the First the Bernie Sanders, the senator who is becoming into first place, who could win Iowa. We need a prime. We need prime harder, faster, stronger. Faster prime. Prime now. So you're going to see the state assert itself in ways it never has in the past. As a result, she is polling number one with philosophy majors. I think you called me a liar on national TV. Discussion. You called me. You told me. All right, let's not do it. Now. I don't want to get in the middle of it. I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. Okay. Look, there's a very easy way to settle this. You're politicians. You're both liars. Abraham Lincoln, four score and seven years ago. Thomas Paine. Now are the t- these are the mm-hmm. times that try men's souls. The times have found us. But how about the shower? You go into a shower, and I have this beautiful head of hair. I need a lot of water. Remember, listen, my children, and you will hear the midnight ride of Paul Revere on the 18th of April in 75. Hardly a man is now alive that remembers that famous day and year. It's always about marking history. But I'm also approving new dishwashers that give you more water so you can actually wash and rinse your dishes. Nancy Pelosi trying desperately to make the transferring of the impeachment articles a, as big a deal as the midnight ride of Paul Revere and Thomas Paine, etc. Not sure it's going to stick, but keep working on it. Mailbag. Reading every quote of the day. 
Once again, from my uh, literary slash journalistic hero, H.L. Mencken. For every complex problem, there is an answer that is clear, simple, and wrong. That would be uh, much of what you heard from the Democratic debate the other day. Complex problems answered with solutions that are clear, simple, and wrong. I heard a guy say the other day, and I thought, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Every problem has a solution. If there isn't a solution, it's just a fact. So accept it and move on. How interesting. I thought that's really good. You know, here's another quote from Mencken that I like. And this, I know you would agree with this, Jack. You're a big fan of the process. A national political campaign is better than the best circus ever heard of, with a map, mass baptism and a couple of hangings thrown in. <laughs> oh, boy. <Wow. laughs> it is a little like that. Uh, let's see. Here's a note from uh, Ian and Tijuana. I haven't heard from him for a while. Am I missing something here? If, uh, if there has ever been a more perfect illustration of a... Sneaky snake crap weasel than Adam Schiff. I can't imagine who that would be. I haven't heard that term used even once. Can you guys take up the term crap weasel and make sure it's uh, popularized? No. No, Ian. No, we're not going to do that. Try to get crap weasel going. What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. And that's not a good band name, so don't suggest it. There's a story coming up later today that involves the phrase rented wolves, which is a good band name. Hmm. And it... Makes it clear you can rent wolves. <laughs> we'll tell you where we are in some of the stories of the day on the road. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, the impeachment has begun in the Senate. They did the swearing-in yesterday, and uh, then they took a break till Tuesday. I don't know why they're going to break so long, but they are. And then they're going to kick it back up. Get their act together. Get their, their case assembled. And every senator took an oath and everything like that. And I read a couple of different articles about the Senate's role in uh, the impeachment. And they interviewed a couple of people in the New York Times that were involved in the Clinton impeachment, what it was like to be involved. Joe Lieberman, former vice presidential candidate, you probably remember, uh, said he remembers that the debates in 1999 during that debate were some of the most meaningful in his entire time in the Senate. And he served for decades. Very serious, very thoughtful. Everybody respected the seriousness of the moment. It was quite different, the quality of the debate from other debates we had. Will that be true this time around? Uh, no. I don't know. No, I and do. Then, and then, I do. And then, it won't. And then, <laughs> and then it this, will be. There was another article in the New York Times about how there's going to be a lot of closed moments. And I don't remember that from the Clinton uh, impeachment, but, but apparently there was then and there will be now. A lot of the wrangling they, they turn off the cameras for. Um, oh. And so there'll be a lot of uh, maybe whole days where it's behind closed doors. And Tom Daschle, who was a senator from South Dakota, and he was involved in the Clinton impeachment, and he is a former um, uh, leader of the Senate. He said about the closed door sessions, because people obviously get all worked up when the doors are closed. What's going on back there? He said we had open and closed sessions during the Clinton impeachment trial. Surprisingly, not surprisingly to me, Surprisingly to him. Surprisingly, we found that the closed door sessions were oftentimes more productive. There were more <laughs> there was more candor, less public positioning, fewer speeches directed to the cameras. I don't think anybody's surprised no, by that, Tom. You're no, the only one. No. It's, a, it's an excellent point. I'm glad you made it, but you're you're literally the only person on earth who doesn't understand that. And if you had all closed doors, obviously that would that would lead to all kinds of problems, but no, I'm not the least bit surprised. 
that you get more done and there's more candor when the cameras are turned off. I think probably the OJ trial was the high watermark for America realizing, oh, people can't act normal in front of cameras. Mm. So, yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm I'm hardcore in favor of transparency and responsive government and the rest of it. But, no, I get it. Go ahead. If you got to negotiate it behind closed doors, do it. So we don't. Uh, folks, the alternative is to be subjected to more grandstanding by politicians. And don't we have enough of that? Yikes. But it certainly does look like it's going to be around a month at least. Which takes you, obviously, through the Iowa caucuses with Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren not able to campaign. And then, because immediately a month later, you have New Hampshire, and they'll be off the trail for half or all of that month leading up to New Hampshire. Yeah. Yep. So that's that on that. So, listen, I don't know if you heard about this. Probably not with the uh, impeachment thing grinding to a beginning. Um, the, the USMCA, the big North American trade deal, passed. Uh, the Senate, 89 to 10, overwhelming majority. And I'm looking at the WAPO's coverage of it, and it is, uh, it's it's fine. It's very long, and it is 75 to 85% about the politics of it. I was going to bring you some of the details of what the heck is in it. And I had to read and read and read and read to get past, in the wake of uh, the impeachment, a victory for Trump, engineered by McConnell, uh, etc. Republicans had little influence because Nancy Pelosi had a make-or-break role, blah, blah, blah. And there's a mention of Patrick J. Toomey of Pennsylvania and and, uh, Grassley and politics and politics and politics and nothing about what's in it. I mean, you get down to paragraph 14 or so, and they sprinkle in a few details. But So this giant new agreement that replaced the NAFTA. Uh, some of the key provisions, U.S. labor unions and Democrats have long complained that Mexican workers can't form unions and demand fair pay, which means that uh, American labor is way, 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 way more expensive. So the minute various manufacturers got the chance to move across the border and open up a plant in Mexico, they went yoink and did it. So, you know, one of the major provisions is no more artificially depressing the cost of Mexican labor, which is going to be really, really, really good for the people of Mexico, actually. Uh, Let's see. uh, Tighten the rules that the auto industry has to follow in order to trade vehicles duty-free in North America. I said duty. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I I caught that. Yeah, everybody did. I should have whispered. Uh, greater percentage of proponents have to originate in North America, something, something. The digital freedom aspect of this, it includes rules mandating the free flow of data among the three countries. This and other novel provisions on exchange rates and other areas um, could uh, could be applied to more restrictive countries or even China. It's It's just it's kind of a template for future deals. Uh, if you're in the uh, agriculture industry, farmers and major crops no longer have to worry about uh, um, any trade disputes with our neighbors. It'll give uh, more access to them. And this is, I probably should have led with this, because um, this is going to affect most of us most. Big drug makers are likely to be disappointed since Democrats pushed the Trump administration to remove language that would have protected expensive biologic drugs from generic imitators for 10 years. The existing NAFTA treaty had no such drug protection, so it might, you know, might get us generic drugs quicker. Although, as we discovered, it was a number of months ago we talked about this with some folks who are 
knowledgeable on the topic. The drug makers and their lawyers have come up with, you know, insidious but brilliant schemes to extend their right to exclusively manufacture drugs for a long time. They'll they'll have, say, a cholesterol drug, and it'll be out for, you know, the the entire time that they can have the exclusive on it, according to our laws. And then, you know, this is exaggerating, but three days that before that expires and you could get that drug really cheaply in a generic, they'll say, oh, wait a minute, this drug also is very effective for treating um, earwax. Yes, it's an earwax drug. And then they get more years and years of exclusivity. Mm. So it's a scam. So that uh, that agreement, biggest bipartisan deal of the Trump presidency, happened like five minutes before Nancy Pelosi gave her speech with the impeachment and all that sort of stuff. So I, I doubt that was an accident of timing. Nancy Pelosi's um, words, which will ring throughout the halls of history. So anyway, that's hilariously. That, uh, one, one of the many things I miss with uh, Marshall Phillips uh, having retired, our newsman, is he used to bring us the celebrity birthdays. By the way, my newspapers. He used to bring the newspapers in. I don't even know where he got them. But I haven't seen my newspapers Downstairs. since. Uh, I haven't seen the newspapers since. Uh, no, I got to start looking for those. I keep forgetting. Uh, because I, that's where you find the celebrity birthdays, and you got a major celebrity birthday today. Betty White. Oh. Is ninety-eight years old. Oh. Ninety-eight. Wow. She and Keith Richards will be the last humans alive on Earth. Seventy-five years in show business for Betty White. Wow. And. Um, I don't know how much she's still doing nowadays. It was 10 years ago now when she hosted Saturday Night Live, which was one of my favorite episodes of SNL ever, and she was hilarious. But So she was 88 then. Oh, my God. Wow. That's incredible. Plucky old gal. God, I would say. Who yeah. doesn't love her? And so speaking what of... What was her big claim to fame? I mean, the Golden Girls was late in Ma- her Mary career. Mary Tyler honestly. Moore was huge. She was Ted Baxter's cute, ditzy wife, right? Hot and ditzy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Hot and Ditsy's kind of been her thing her whole career, really. Yeah. Um, going way back to the, like, 1950, like one of the very first TV shows that ever existed. you got to um, be smart to play dumb. Uh, and speaking of being 98, I get this thing coming up about uh, how you will live a lot more healthy years if you're in that rich quintile, the top quintile, as opposed to the bottom quintile. They're not mm. exactly sure why, mm. and it's true in multiple countries. A major study that just came out, some of the details on that are kind of good, but... The number of years that you'll get where you can, um, will do things, <clears throat> which is a good way to measure years, not just how long you're alive, but years, years that you can actually do stuff and enjoy your life. Fun years. Fun years, exactly. Uh, that and other things on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. is 98 today. In Georgia was Ted Baxter's ditzy wife. Betty White played Suzanne the Office Tramp. That's correct. And Betty White's right. always been yeah. an attractive lady. She's 98 years old. Happy birthday to her. Um, and how old is uh, Prohibition? 100? Yeah, so she's wow. just two years younger than Prohibition. Which is really amazing. I'd say. Um, uh, before we get to this uh, health slash finances statistic that's pretty interesting. We have to decide whether we want to do an unnecessary censorship from Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, he he does this bit on his show. We've played it over the years. He takes clips and he bleeps them. He bleeps words that are not dirty 
And somehow your filthy mind, it doesn't happen to me, but I guess it happens to other people. <laughs> your filthy mind fills in bad words. Oh, my. So if there's something distasteful in this, it's because there's something wrong with you. Right. I don't even hear bad words. I just hear the original intended words. So this is more an assessment of listener perversion than <laughs> anything else. Or class or something. Or an ALP, an assessment <laughs> of listener perversion. So there's un. <laughs> Unnecessary censorship from Jimmy Kimmel. The American people are my teammates. And if there's one thing I will not permit, it is someone to run down the field and my teammate in the face. Now, the biggest mistake we could make is to take black for granted. And I never will. Awkward moment you mentioned came after the debate when Senator Elizabeth Warren seemed to reject Senator Bernie Sanders' offer for a hand. Jeff Lunau and manager A.J. Hinch were banned for a year, then by ask owner Jim Crane. You know, one thing about bulldogs, they got huge if they don't fit in their mouth. We got them lined up, Adam. You little pencil. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And so uncomfortable. Weird, weird the way the human mind works. That's it what is. it is. Yes, yes. I know mine is. <laughs> um... So, uh, everybody wants to live long. I assume everyone wants to live longer. Rich people don't just live longer. They also more get more healthy years, disability-free life uh, after 50. And that's what you really want. How do they define that, disability-free? They actually put a description on it as being able to get out of bed and cook for yourself. <clears throat> just a couple of things like that is a different quality of life than, you know, you're stuck in your bed all the time. May I get out of bed and order a pizza in this scenario? Would that be all right? <laughs> The top quintile of people get a full, well, I'll just read this. There are many of, first of all, um, you got to figure out how you're going to define wealth, but we'll get to that in just a second. And they analyzed a whole bunch of different factors to, uh, to determine that people with more money get eight to nine more years of disability-free life after 50 than poor people. Wow. So practically another decade of, mm-hmm. you know, moving around, being mobile and doing what you want. I already have some Freakonomics-style questions, but go on, it please. Didn't, it didn't put a number on this, because uh, they did it across various countries, and I, I suppose it would be... This article didn't put a number on it. I, you'd have to have different numbers in different countries, right? And, and as we always say, even in one country, a, a number of what's wealthy is stupid well, wasn't across it, it, the United States. It was sure. going by percentages, right? So the top quintile yeah, of yeah. all the countries, whatever that... But if you're trying to figure out for yourself what quintile you're in. Right. But anyway, this is what it says here. There are many ways to define wealth. In this study, researchers considered physical possessions, such as a home, jewels, and artworks. Ah, I, yes. do, I do own most of a home. My jewels and artworks don't add up to much. I, on the other hand, I'm known for this. I joke Eddie, I'm heavily bejeweled. <laughs> My jewels and artworks do not add up to much. Oh, if I'm not dripping with jewels, I can't walk out the door in the morning. Additional study is required. I feel naked. <laughs> if you're not just, like, bent over with jewels. Oh, yeah. I am Really a, stand up straight. A, a, a diamond watch. I have five, I'm sorry, six bracelets. I've got wrapper chains going giant diamonds in my earlobes. You can see that. Anticipating your Freakonomics question, I suppose, is this, that uh, they analyzed... Uh, they need to analyze other factors, including education, social class, along with how much money you have to try to figure out why this is true across many different countries. Additional study is required to understand why wealth in particular is such a strong indicator of how long someone lives unimpaired. Um, 
ob- you know, you start with obviously, I suppose you get better health care. I-, I don't well, know. Yeah, for now, let's assume this is just true on its face. I think, and, and listen, I've seen this. There are various things you can do for your health that are either not covered by insurance or not covered very well by insurance, or, you know, maybe having insurance at all is a sign that you're a little more financially successful. But, and so some of the, that optional stuff that might prolong your life, it probably accumulates. Boy, I don't, I, yeah, I don't you know. You got uh, money for a gym membership, and uh, I don't know. But my. Boy, I don't, surely not. That can't be. That can't be a factor. But this is, uh, the, you know, that was just a for instance. I don't know. I need, um, I'm trying to think of anything that, like, I would have ever spent. I have never spent anything that I. I've not had any health care, I don't think, that I got that I wouldn't have had if I was poor. Now, my son has. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't personally. Well, and, uh, I, and then like 80% of people have private insurance, so I have the same insurance roughly everybody else has. So I just do what the insurance pays right, for. Right. Well, it's worth repeating, even though it's a cliche, that correlation does not imply causation necessarily. But I just find myself thinking that if you are uh, intelligent, uh, energetic, robust, you're oh, boy, more... you're just describing me is what you're describing. Well, I was looking straight you, at you. Joe was just looking at me, and the words were easily coming to his mouth. Robust. It was a word association. Energetic. Game. Intelligent, clearly. Um, if you are those things, you're much more likely to be rich, aren't you? Well, I, I know we've seen studies before that the more money you have, the more likely you are to be fit and eat right and a variety of things like that. Not smoke. Smoking is heavily tied in to uh to uh, income right for a right. variety of reasons and just all those things alone but no seriously if you take two 10-year-olds one is intelligent tends to be healthy and robust they're uh, energetic if you prefer the term they're much more likely to become uh wealthy than they're uh less intelligent uh, you know sluggish uh, you know, uh, if if the dumb unhealthy. sluggy kid has parents that can bribe their way into a college and then they just get surrounded by that, I don't know if that's necessarily true. <laughs> well, I will dumb, grant you that. The dumb sluggy kid. Right. Wow. Yeah, and right. being broke is an incredible stressor. Every time you get a parking ticket when you're broke and your heart just goes, hey, ah! Like, the more oh, times, no! the more times right. that happens in your life, I think probably has some sort of weird compounding effect on your overall health. Hey, wait a minute, science has told us that you know it's your telomeres, it's the ends of your your cells or your chromosomes, I guess it is that they get worn down by stress. I tell you what, as the saying goes, I've been rich and I've been poor, and I like rich a hell of a lot better. It's stressful to not be able to pay your bills, and I think that probably just grinds away. That certainly could be part of it. That'd be an interesting uh, aspect of it to look at. I had something happen the other day. I don't remember what it was. Flat tire. One of those kind of things that happens in life, and I thought, thank God I don't have to worry about that anymore, because I remember when that used to be a just, oh my God, that is not good timing. How am I going to handle this? And smoking is often a a not that intelligent way of coping with stress, and so I think that would go into a lot of this weird little death by a thousand paper cuts of being broke, yeah, in my I think, theory, would lead to. I think all these things you and Joe have both mentioned make more sense to me than than I'm paying for some different health care. Because so far, I haven't done that, and I don't even know what it would be. Yeah, if you're uninsured, you're going to have a worse outcome. That would make sense. Like yeah. the um, Medicare, Medicare's for the old folks, what's the... Uh, the various poor people government insurance programs that have terrible, terrible outcomes. Boy, another decade. I mean, that's 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 not nothing. Another decade of uh, mobile life, enjoyable life, is a lot. Oh yeah, that's a lot. And uh, we're talking about over the age of fifty, so that's a third of your remaining time. Yeah, I'm not going to have that if I keep eating the way I am. I tell you what. <laughs> 
Well, and listen, I thought... Joe beats himself up. It's a regular part of the Armstrong and Getty show. Well, listen, I'm I'm not drinking for January, and I'm very pleased with it thus far in most ways. But, uh, you know, and I didn't think I was falling prey prey to this. But you mentioned it to me ages and ages ago about people who, who quit drinking. Often they they crave the sugar. Oh yeah, I and never the sweetness. I never ate uh, treats, candies, desserts when I drank ever. Oh, oh ever. Yeah. It became a huge thing after I quit drinking, though. There's so, a lot of sugar in beer and everything else. Well, little D was very frustrated because she bought a what's the little container of like Ben and Jerry's? Is that a pint? Yeah. A gallon of hog's head? I don't know. I'm bad with measurements. Yeah. I believe it's a hectare. That, that's the little this couldn't part lip part. Look how tiny it is. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> and and but she couldn't she only ate a tiny bit of it before she had to go back to school. And so I was kinda, you know, hungry and kinda thinking I'd like you work here, you deserve a little treat. <laughs> and, and I discovered it I discovered that in a freezer last right. night. I was like a grizzly bear on a leg of lamb. It was terrible. That's a good uh, grown man morsel right there. Oh, what geez. flavor was it? Chocolate uh, brownie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, and I'm, good, I'm, I'm a chocolate fiend. Good too. adult decision right there. If it had been some sort of bull s <laughs> flavor, I wouldn't have even looked at it. But chocolate brownie, oh, come to me. Armstrong and Getty.